On June 5th, 2018, Crystal Kaiser, who was 17 at the time, was arrested for the murder of Randall Philip Villar III. During her arrest, she claimed Villar was trafficking her. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weber. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. Very nice day, sunshine bright. Right? Yeah. It got like to 40 degrees. It did. I think we're going to live. It feels like spring is, well, springing. You know, it kind of does, yeah. So we'll have a few more blizzards, I'm sure. But yeah, good. Uh, definitely. There's one coming at the end of the week. So yeah. But that's that's spring in Idaho. We have there's a lot of fall springs, maybe like ten or twelve or twenty sometimes. Yeah. Um, this and then, true. and then we actually have real spring for like two days, and then it's summer. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of how it works here. So yeah. Basically, Idaho's weather is a dick. <laughs> is mm-hmm. what that means. Hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah. we have hope. Yeah, we do. Also, just, you know, watching all of uh, the Ukraine stuff happening. And I mean, obviously, it's very sad and unsettling and upsetting. But damn, Ukrainians don't mess around. I have been so inspired and proud of them and brave people. Yeah, brave people. I know I I, I'm very inspired by them, Mm -hmm. but me too. I wish they didn't have to be in this situation at all. No, none of this is right. But wow, they are amazing, amazing people. They really are. If I see one more tank stolen by some farmer with a tractor, I'm just going to die laughing. Yeah. That is that is such an Idaho thing to do. Like, right? I could completely see that happening here. So I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. Well, it's also, it's crazy to see like these very young Russian soldiers that don't have a clue why they're there. No. And they're ditched there with no food, no money. There's a little village in the Ukraine that had a whole bunch of these boys that they were literally taking care of because they just got ditched and had nothing. Yep. They were letting them call their parents. And yeah, this is a, well, they, such a mess. They surrendered a to the Ukrainians because yeah. they were like, we don't know what we're supposed to be doing here. Yeah. Well, they yeah. had no gas and, and again, no money, no fat, no food, nothing or yeah, nothing to take care of themselves. And they were cold and. You know, I, we have young sons and this it just yeah. makes me so mad. I'm just sick, so yeah. sick about the whole thing. But boy, uh, there are some amazing morsels coming from some pretty incredible people. It's very true. It's very true. I know it's that part of it is very cool to watch. The other part of it, yeah. not so much. Mm, no, but we didn't really come here to talk about all that. It's just what's no, on everybody's didn't. mind. Yeah, but it's hard not to because it is. It's just right there. Well, this is our Tuesday episode, Mm -hmm. and we do have a lot to bring to you today, including starting with some paranormal news from Katie. Are you familiar with Zona Shoe? I cannot say that I am, no. 
Zona Shu solved her own murder. Oh. She was quite the ghost in her time. I see. This is Zona and her husband, Trout. <laughs> Word to the ladies, don't marry a dude named Trout. Okay, good to know. And I will tell you why. Zona and Trout weren't married for very long. They were married in 1856. And in, I'm sorry, 1896. And in October. And on January 23rd, 1897, just a few months later, Mm -hmm. Trout went to the home of someone who lived near near them named Martha Jones and asked her son to go over and do chores and check on Zona and see if she needed anything at the store because she had been feeling sick. So this child goes over to their house and discovers Zona dead on the floor. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And she was laying face down with her arm outstretched. Her legs were straight. One arm was tucked under her chest, and her head was tilted at a weird angle. So, at the time, the Victorian custom was that the female family and friends would uh, dress and wash the body. But when they got there to do so, Trout had already done it. And had her dressed in this long dress with a high button up, uh, way up the neck thing, and had a big scarf wrapped around her neck. That didn't match the dress, and it was weird. And they... No red flags here at all. No, And they wanted to take it off and he had a fit and said it was her favorite and she had to wear it. And he was really, really dramatic doing all this wailing and pacing in front of the coffin. And like nobody could even get near her because of all of his theatrics and weird shit. And when the medical examiner came to examine her body, he only did a partial examination because Trout was all over it. Um... And he was, the doctor, his name was Dr. Knapp. He was trying to give the widower his privacy. So he concluded the examination without really doing an examination. Mm. The death was ruled everlasting faint. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which apparently is also, today we would call that a heart attack. She was 23. She was 23. Later he actually changed. all death an everlasting faint? Right. Later, he actually changed the death certificate to childbirth, even though Zona wasn't pregnant. (laughs) The hell? So they held a wake in the home. And Trout was weird as hell. He wouldn't let anyone near her head or face. He was constantly screwing around with the scarf. He put a pillow under her head. He added a veil to her face. He kept claiming he was trying to make her comfortable. It was just really weird. And weeping and grieving and just putting on a hell of a show. And then she was buried in the local Methodist cemetery. This is the house where the wake was held. Well, most people, uh, Trout was a local blacksmith. He was well known and been liked. And it all just kind of went away, except for, for Zona's mother who didn't like Trout. She didn't like Trout when Zona met him, married him. She was pretty unhappy about it. And he hadn't really given her a reason why. She just didn't like him. Well, after she got home from the funeral, she was sipping tea. And guess who shows up out of thin air? 
Zona and tells her all about how Trout was abusive as hell and had beat her up a few other times. And this time he came home from dinner and didn't like, or for dinner, and didn't like what she had fixed. She had fixed bread and jam for dinner uh, with no meat. And he flew into a rage and he put his hands on both sides of her neck and twisted and snapped her neck, broke her neck. She told her mother what joints of her neck were broken. She told her what she was wearing, exactly what position her body was in when she fell and other details about what was like, you know, what what was on the dinner table and things like that about the house that nobody really would have known. And the next night she came back and told the whole story again. Wow. And the next night she came back and this time she twisted her head all the way around just to indicate how broken her neck was. And her mother finally went, you know what? To hell with this. And I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. So she went to the local prosecutor and told him. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're a hysterical grieving woman who uh, is having a hallucination. So bye-bye. But he did take a little closer look because, of course, she's claiming that her neck was broken. And that's not at all what the... uh, medical examiner said so he took a closer look talked to the medical examiner and discovered that there really hadn't been a medical examination Mm. and that didn't sit right with him so he said okay fine so they disinterred zona and they took a closer look and what they discovered was that her neck was broken between the first and second joint and that there were handprints fingerprints on either side of her neck And it was pretty obvious that she was murdered. When they disinterred her, Trout was there, as well as the doctor and another medical examiner and the prosecutor. And he acted completely fine until they got up near her head and neck. And then he started to try all this weird mourning stuff again. And, you know, this time it didn't work. So Mm -hmm. they arrested Trout and they charged him with murder. And it went to trial. And when it went to trial, the prosecutor was worried that they were going to call Zona's mother to testify. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was worried about how that was going to go because, you know, she she tells them that this all came to be because she was, you know, having visions of seeing a ghost. They're going to laugh us out of the courtroom. Uh, And so, of course, uh, the prosecution or, or sorry, the defense calls her to the stand. And says, huh, so I hear that you had some kind of dream about your daughter. And she says, no, sir, it wasn't a dream. And she tells him exactly what Zona told her. And unfortunately for them, she revealed details that had never really been released before, except only known to the police uh, that responded to her death and actually helped, you know, seal the deal. Wow. So after a brief deliberation, the jury came back and found him guilty. And he went to prison for three years and died in prison. Wow. But uh, Zona wasn't having it. She went ahead and solved her own murder. She sure They also did. discovered after they uh, arrested him that he wasn't who he said he was exactly. Mm. He had been divorced twice. Oh, The first wife divorced him because she said he was beating her. 
Mm. Oh, he wasn't divorced twice. Sorry. He'd been married three times. The first time, the first wife divorced him because he was beating her. The second wife died unexpectedly. Mm. Oh, dear. He had also been in jail in another state for horse thievery. (laughs) So old Trout wasn't quite who we thought he was. Uh, Maybe he was exactly who his mother-in-law thought he was. Mm -hmm. But at any rate, that is how Zona Shu solved her own murder. Wow. Well, I like it. Good for Zona. Well, I'm going to turn the mic back over to you for our main case. All right. Today's main case is about Crystal Kaiser. You might know who Crystal Kaiser is because she's been awaiting trial for a few years. And so her story has kind of already been out for a while. But if you haven't heard of her, I'm going to tell you her story and then tell you why this is relevant right now. So Crystal Kaiser, um, on June 5th of 2018, she is accused of shooting Randall Philip Bolar III and then uh, lighting his house on fire and stealing his car. Wow. Yeah. So she was charged with first-degree intentional homicide, use of a dangerous weapon, and, and several other felonies around, you know, burning the house down, stuff like that. So Crystal was 17 at the time that this happened. And what came out from her attorney and sort of the investigation of this is that Crystal Kaiser is claiming that she was a child sex trafficking victim and that Bolar was her trafficker. Wow. And that she killed him because she felt it was the only way to protect herself. Sure. So the problem with it is that she took an Uber to get to his house. She wasn't there with him. She took an Uber to get there and shot him, burned his house down Mm -hmm. and then stole his car because she needed a car to get home pretty much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So initially it was the judge said she could not use self-defense. So this is in Minnesota and Mm -hmm. in Minnesota, they have a law that says if you commit a crime while the victim of sex trafficking, you cannot be charged with that crime. Well, they're trying to say that, you know, or they did say at the time, the judge did, that Crystal was, because she traveled to get to him, uh-huh. that it didn't count. Which, you know, if you know anything about sex abuse victims, particularly children, right. that threat never goes away. Distance right. doesn't take it away. But... I want to tell you a little bit more about the background here and then tell you why this is coming back up very relevantly now because of our good friend, Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh. Yeah. So Crystal (laughs) met... Good friend. Okay. (laughs) Not friend of the show, Kyle Rittenhouse. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm a big fan. Not friend of the show. (laughs) 
So Crystal met Randy Villar um, on a website called Backpage when she was 16. So she at the time needed money for food and school books and things. And so she advertised her services um, on this site. Mm-hmm. And Randy was the first person to respond to her ad. She actually lived with him for a time. Said that he did um, regularly sexually abuse her and filmed her, filmed the abuse for over a year. Wow. Um, then he forced her to uh, work on Backpage and took the money that she was paid. So basically he was acting as her pimp at that point. But again, we're still talking about a child. This mm-hmm. is child rape. Even if she posted herself on back page at 16. No. Didn't change a thing. No. So what we know about Villar is that he was arrested in 2017 after a 15-year-old girl reported him to the police uh, for giving her drugs and threatening to kill her. And it turned out that there were actually um, a bunch of other girls that were also Mm -hmm. accusing him, all of them black. And underage. Mm-hmm. Um, he was um, didn't he was released the same day when he was arrested. He did not have to pay any bail, and said he would receive a court summons, but he never actually did. Wow! So apparently, there was evidence, video evidence, mm-hmm. of what he had done and had been doing. And the prosecutor's office got that evidence 12 days before Crystal killed him. And it was three months after his arrest. So you can kind of see what's happening here. That he's been arrested. He's been, you know, accused of these things. It's going nowhere. And Crystal knows it. She knows mm-hmm. he's going to get away with all of yeah. this and he's going to con- continue to harm her and other girls. Mm-hmm. Right. So then this incident happens. So she took an Uber from Milwaukee to his house. Um, she said because she was tired of what he was doing to her. Mm-hmm. And then he, after she shot him in the head twice, she burned, started the house on fire and called and, and took his BMW and left. Mm-hmm. Um, police found his car. She had abandoned it in Milwaukee. They found a receipt in the car and some surveillance video that matched to her. And they, they arrested mm-hmm. her pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. She was placed in a detention facility and her bail was set at a million dollars. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she sat there for a while until there was some media attention for her, um, including Alyssa Milano and Tarana Burke. And they started circulating her story. And um, people put together the money to bond her out. So she's been bonded out since 2020, early 2020, I think. Okay. 
Well, here's where this, so she doesn't, she still doesn't have a trial date. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, thanks to coronavirus, she has, right. they haven't been able to do that yet. But what her attorneys now want is they want another shot at the self-defense claim. Uh-huh. Because Kyle Rittenhouse got in a car, uh-huh. drove across state lines mm-hmm. to the city where he went, Kenosha, mm-hmm. and got involved in what was going on there and then claimed self-defense and was acquitted. So if he could do that, mm-hmm. then why can't Crystal Kaiser, who was the victim of sex trafficking at the hands of this man, be considered also for self-defense? Why indeed? Why indeed? What's good for the goose? Come on, man. Right. So, of course, you know, that law hardly ever gets used and it usually only gets used with white guys, that self-defense law. And they're mm-hmm. going, she is, there's evidence proving that she is a sex trafficking victim. Yeah. Who killed wow. her abuser. So this is a very historic situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because we know there have been other victims of sex trafficking who have killed their abusers who are sitting in prison. Yeah. And so a lot of really historic stuff is happening in our legal system right now. And this mm-hmm. isn't one of those cases. And so I wanted to share it because so now the judge has said that they can review this and that mm-hmm. her attorneys need to be able to prove that she was a victim of sex trafficking, which I don't think is going to be too hard considering, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the digital evidence, the video evidence that the police had mm-hmm. on Belair that they didn't turn over, mm-hmm. you know. So at this point, you know, we're just basically awaiting this to be reviewed for her. Mm-hmm. But it's possible that she will not go to trial. I, I don't know. Wow. And, and does it count when she burns the house down and takes the car will she be charged for those things but not the murder don't Possibly, know maybe but don't know but but what basically what minnesota law or wisconsin law sorry what mm-hmm. wisconsin law says is um criminal acts that are uh done while being sex trafficked cannot be mm-hmm. charged so i mean then that would be all of it mm-hmm so wow. we shall see. But Crystal Kaiser has certainly been through a lot in her young yeah. life. Let me show you a picture of Crystal. This is Crystal in court. And what she is wearing is a bulletproof vest. Mm-hmm. And look at how tiny she is. Yeah. Look at how big that vest is on her. She is teeny. She's a child. Mm-hmm. A who- child who was... Trying to traffic herself to pay for food and school books, for Christ's sake. Right, right. What kind of life has this kid had from the get-go? Right. That is so sad. And then horribly abused and taken advantage of by this man. She finally managed to kill him to get away from him. Mm -hmm. And Not just for her. Not she did that for everybody. She did. She did. She knew. I mean, she knew he'd been arrested. Nothing freaking happened. He didn't even have to bail out. They just released him and then did nothing for three months. Can you imagine the fear for her 
and the other girls involved? No. Knowing that this man is just going to get away with this and he's going to dog them no, forever. And this should trigger and up an internal girls? investigation, too, into why. Yeah. Why yeah. was this man suspected of sex trafficking just sent back home with well, complete uh, lenience to do whatever he wanted? Why? How did this, that happen? This was a white why man. Why did the prosecutor have all of that proof on his desk for 12, 12 days? Is that what you said? And they had Three still months. done nothing. Three, Three months. months. Why had they done nothing? I mean. Why had they done nothing? Yeah. But, you know, what What we know is the perpetrator was a white man. Mm -hmm. The victims, black all black children. Mm -hmm. It's horrifying to me. Yeah. But, um, you know, if we can use the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict for good then to help God. people who deserve it, then. Mm -hmm. We're going to fucking do it, man. That's and right. that's basically what her attorneys are saying is you mm -hmm. can't let Kyle Rittenhouse off for what no. he did and continue forward prosecuting Crystal Kaiser. Can they request Kyle's grandpa as the judge or would that actually help in this case? <laughs> it's hard to say. I, I kind of doubt it would be helpful. So we'll continue to give updates on this case because it's very interesting and it's really my hope for Crystal that um, this can be dropped so that she can just have the opportunity to heal from what she's been through and grow up. You know, she's an adult now and has been awaiting trial since 2018. Mm -hmm. And you know, Kyle's been hitting the circuit hard. He ought to be the champion of this case. I mean, come on. Why not? If it's good for him, then it must be good for Crystal Kaiser, right? That's right. Yeah. That will so, keep a close eye on this one. Yeah. Yeah. This is very interesting. And again, um, a shift that is happening. We're seeing it slowly. Mm -hmm. It's not happening fast enough at all. But we are seeing a shift in the legal system mm -hmm. to recognize these biases and to confront them. You know, her attorneys are confronting this with... What the hell? You can't let Kyle Rittenhouse off and then not give right. her a fair shake. Right? So, okay. anyway, that is Crystal Kaiser. And we will keep you posted on what happens with her case. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to turn the time back over to Katie for We All Know and Love It, Oh, Idaho News. <laughs> Oh, Idaho, when it comes to some redneck doings, you never really disappoint. <laughs> well, that's true. There's a local paper from Teton Valley called the Teton Valley News that uh, always puts out the dispatch report and it always has some gems. I mean, they always have some of the, the normal stuff, you know, they have some drunk drivers and some, you know, probably some DVs and, you know, some People whatever. Just or whatever. Yeah, you're just your normal stuff. But they always have a few that, uh, well, are, are worth taking a look at. So yeah, there was a few this time that I thought were kind of fun. We even managed <laughs> to get a hold of the actual uh, dispatch call for one that we're going to share. I thought <laughs> this one was pretty good. A caller reported that a drone was hovering over his house. And he requested information about whether or not he could shoot it out of the air. He was advised against it. <laughs> I could just hear this. 
one of them newfangled little airplane things is flying above my house. (laughs) (laughs) He's got his shotgun out there ready to blow it away. Yeah, apparently he lived in city limits. And, you know, now it's true. No one's supposed to be flying their drone over your house. But uh, at any rate, uh, yeah, they You're also not supposed to be firing a gun in city limits. So, Mm -mm. And and, and, in city limits, let's let's get real here. (laughs) There are no cities in Teton County. (laughs) No, we call it valley or or village limits, maybe. Village, maybe. Yeah. What do you really think the dispatch is going to say when you call and ask them if you can do that? (laughs) Right. Teton County is right up against the Grand Teton Mountains, mm-hmm. which is a mountain range that separates Idaho and Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And Katie and I were born there. Our dad mm-hmm. is from there. We lived there as little girls. Mm-hmm. It's serious backwoods, Idaho. Mm-hmm. But and if you're any kind of skier, you're you're familiar with Targhee, with that yes. area. Grand or Targhee. With, with Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is just right over the hill. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. This is the area we're talking about. In fact, a while back we talked about uh, we had no Idaho from them. Uh, another call from Teton Valley uh, or a post from Teton Valley News from a call to dispatch where uh, someone had driven uh, past two people uh, that they thought were fighting on the road. And so a sheriff showed up. And as it turned out, someone had hit a moose. And these two had been given the uh, meat from Fish and Game and they were high-fiving about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a fight oh at all just a good old-fashioned high five yeah <laughs> this real criminal a caller who lives above a shop reported hearing the downstairs door open and close at a suspicious time investigation <laughs> revealed investigation revealed like this was mm-hmm. a big deal that the person who entered the shop had been given permission to borrow an item from there <laughs> it's hard-hitting crime boys and girls hard-hitting crime but but we did discover there are some hardened criminals in Teton <laughs> Valley. And we suspect that they will probably, you know, show them the stiff arm of the law for this. But, uh, <laughs> I'm afraid so. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and play you a call to dispatch that uh, will baffle you. Teton County Sheriff's Office, Caden. Hi, I'm not sure if this is the right person to be calling. Um, I'm up right off on State Line Road, and it looks like there are two foxes. They, it almost looks like they're stuck together with something, but they're far. They're too far away for me to see close, and I definitely don't want to get closer. I thought they were playing. We've been watching them for about 10 minutes, and it doesn't seem like they can maybe move from each other, almost like their back legs or their tails are stuck together. Their rear ends are stuck together? Yes. They're mating. Oh, is that sex? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there are two foxes on Stateline Road having sex. Gotcha. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) And now you know. (laughs) And now you know. (laughs) We thought they were playing. (laughs) We've been watching them for ten minutes. Wow, I bet that made them uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) These foxes are like, get the hell out of here. (laughs) What are you doing, you creepy humans? (laughs) This is the thing you call 911 for. Professional about it. Yeah. (laughs) They're mating. (laughs) Oh, 
Is that sex? Uh, That's what mating is, man. Is that sex? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know what to say about that. No. Yeah. Do not. Do not call this batch because you see some animals mating in the woods. That's what I'm yeah. going to say about it. That's that seems like it's just a thing that's supposed to happen. This could well, have only been funnier if she would have said that she was offended that they were doing this in front of her children. <laughs> that would have been excellent. Yes. yes, that would have been excellent. And that the would Karen be the of the woods the placing a call. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, Idaho is one of the fastest growing states in the in in the U.S. right now, yeah. and a lot of people are moving here from cities you mm-hmm. know like moving here from california and texas and from bigger places and so they, they, they may be what, a bit confused by these backwoods ways apparently uh i guess they've never seen pigeons doing it or i don't know i, I don't know i mean <laughs> i will admit that our dog used to get stuck with another dog in our front yard and mm-hmm. our mom's uh solution was to spray him down with the hose mm-hmm. <laughs> was not a good look no, not it was not, but um, we never yeah, did that... call the police for that, however. No, there was never any need for law enforcement in that situation. <laughs> nope. Oh, my goodness. So now you know. <laughs> well, there you go. That is O-Idaho. <laughs> well, you guys, we bring it all to you. Weird, frustrating, and hilarious. All in the mm-hmm. same episode. Because... That's what we do. This is our Tuesday episode. We'll be back on Wednesday with another hard-hitting case. I don't know mm-hmm. what we're doing, but yeah. Um, Probably. and we will be back. Yeah, we'll be back Wednesday night with case updates. That's our live stream at 7 p.m. Mountain, and we'll be back Thursday night with the Psychic Hour, which is also a live stream at 7 Mountain. And this week will be marching orders, which is when we do a reading for each sun sign for the month of March. So lots more great content to come. As mm-hmm. always, please like, subscribe, comment, and share. It helps us to grow, helps us mm-hmm. to keep doing what we love, and bringing you more, you know, fantastic O-Idaho stories. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care. <laughs>